Hey guys, what's up? It's Nate with NFT Art Source. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Bill Ellis, this artist that I actually just became enamored with after discovering him. And uh, we're going to chat about his approach toward questioning our human condition. Here we go. Belching my heart out, lunging forward with arms pleading for an answer from the gods, I sing along to an animated caricature of the mythological hero Hercules. His real name was and is Heracles, but who's keeping score? Uh, circa 2002, I love this animated film so much, I had two different VHS tapes of this Shakespearean tragedy, which of course molded and edited by Big Walt to help young children appreciate the classic, yet oftentimes grotesque, Greek myths. With a stunning wardrobe of my sister's dresses, my mom's costumes, amplifying my demigod image, I'd stare into the bulking Panasonic television set, believing that I, the recently potty-trained curly-haired boy, could slaughter the Hydra with the help of my trusty steed, which happened to be a 14-year-old Dalmatian and not Pegasus. These moments were the seeds which really sprouted inside of me, growing this enormous beanstalk filled with love of Greek heroes, gods and mortals alike. After coming across the work of Bill Ellis, a thought-provoking and immensely talented artist who composes many works from his ideological interests and personal background, which happens to be Greek, I knew I had to do a deep dive on him. At first looks, his photorealistic renderings seem macabre and intensely nightmarish, but once you start using your eyes as a window rather than a mirror, you understand that his immaculate representations are here to have us investigate and explore beautiful life concepts pertaining to the human condition. As a 3D artist whose Rolodex is literally loaded with blue chip clients already, he recently entered the NFT space, already carrying all the tools necessary in his Hephaestic belt. Um, that belt is uh, pertaining to Hephaestus, um, a Greek god who was also the welder and smith of all the weapons, armory, all that jazz for the gods, including Zeus's lightning bolt or Hermes's helmet and, and winged leg boots, whatever you want to call them. He actually, fun fact, um, was married to Aphrodite, which happened to be the most beautiful looking uh, goddess and Hephaestus is actually known for being almost grotesquely ugly. So curious, need some tips on how he got her. Uh, his collections back to Bill Ellis aren't just amazing for their artwork, but for the entire narrative supporting them. The website for his collection in memoriam has Bill Ellis beautifully intertwining his ideas behind the artworks with an audio visual and cursor activated interactive experience. It's just magnificent. You guys really just got to check it out and experience it for yourself. It's really like no other NFT drop or landing page that I've seen. <coughs> Bill Ellis does not just roam in the realm of Greco-Roman allegory. His artworks travel throughout all types of religion and spirituality, from Egyptian polytheism to Catholicism to demonism. The topics of his works cover vast amount of something I'll label philosophically tied historical narratives in some words like your majesty so pardon in some works like your majesty he covers the historically perpetual dichotomy between the two types of mortals 
the normal ones, quote unquote, and the ones who are believed to be a deity, something beyond these planes, higher up, omnipotent. Um, It's the classic exchange between the one and the other. It just happens to be that the one stands above all of the others. They had King Ramses, Caesar Augustus, Gilgamesh, Xerxes. Some of these were self-proclaimed, but also some of these were were rooted and cheered on by the people that were there as well. So not all of them just took it by force. As we run through the timeline, fascination and obsession with gods turned into that of royalty and then later celebrityism, ultimately collecting titles as superstar, earning a seat on the newly renovated stainless steel throne that sits atop Olympus. Same thing, different name. Marilyn, Elvis, Michael Jackson. The artist doesn't look down upon this human trait of sky-gazing toward those who can save, heal, and inspire us. It's great to look up to those. He just asks the viewer to navigate a way through this question, manifesting the diving board for them to jump off. He ultimately applies that all of us, including the deities, are all the same. Fallible, human, and equal, he says. And to me, most significantly, decomposable. It seems like that's a huge topic that all of Bill Ellis's work revolves around is, is kind of that, that what's it? It's one of the thermodynamic laws, but when you pass along your physical presence, it's only passed into a different physical form, Right. We'll get into that at the quote at the very end, talking about the exchange of matter. His works, absolution and transcendence, portray biblical tropes, which are just ideologic juggernauts. Said juggernauts include, quote unquote, overcoming the limit of physical existence and then deciding to accept the sins and wrongdoings we have committed and seek absolution and forgiveness. However, Bill Ellis challenges the long-lasting notion that this redemption must come from an other world and omnipotent power, but that maybe we must search within our soul to correct and heal the wrongdoings we have done, which is a very progressive take on such a traditional idea. Lastly, I just need to give a shout out to his work, Medusa's Forgiveness. After walking in on Medusa playing adult games under the sheets with Poseidon, the vengeful Athena transformed the breathtakingly beautiful mortal into a real sort sight to look at. Uh, With a coiling of serpents taking the place of her recently blow-dried hair, you can assume she was furious. This piece, however, does not depict the persecuted as a monster, which she mostly is but really as a soul who's been in eternal pain, grieving so thickly for the green life she could have sowed that was cruelly ripped from her, succumbing to the fate of a god's gripping will and subsequent lack of mercy. Bilela's portrayal, his portrayal, makes you feel her agony as if she was actually a friend or even a lover. It's as if she's right there screaming to you all of her despair almost breathing it into your own mouth. I'm going to leave you with this one quote, which seems to be a favorite of the artists. It's from Edward Munch, who's actually the artist of, pardon, the uh, painter of The Scream, uh, an amazing artist who I recently learned 
um, has had developed at a younger age, some mental deficiencies and um, issues that came with a rough childhood. And he's quoted as saying that he felt as if death was almost acting always upon him, which is just an amazing description of what kind of certain anxieties and mental health can do. It's like it was magnetized towards him. So he says, from my rotting body, flowers shall grow. And I am in them. And that is eternity. Just wanted to say, stay curious, guys. Have a great weekend and see you next time.